And I would uh, just invite your attention for the next few minutes to the book of Nehemiah chapter 1, which contains far more than we'll be able to cover this morning in our time together. Um, I'm just going to hopefully prompt your thinking and invite you to search the scriptures and see if these things are so. Consider what I say and may the Lord give you understanding in all things. In fact, if you uh, are looking for a place to, to go further with what we discuss, I actually have extended teaching on this section on my page on Sermon Audio. You're certainly welcome to look at that. But I would just like to impress upon you some key thoughts this morning uh, as a motivation toward prayer from the book of Nehemiah chapter 1, where in the first three verses, Nehemiah hears a report that sets the tone for the entire book. And it's an issue that's actually often missed by Bible students, how that the Bible in the book of Ezra chapter four describes a situation that had occurred in the months or years at most preceding the opening of Nehemiah, that there had been an attempt actually illegitimately outside the authority granted by King Artaxerxes of Medo-Persia to Ezra, who returned in 458 BC with seven or 8,000 people, there was an, an illegitimate attempt to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. And then and a Samaritan coalition destroyed those walls and, and burned the city down again. This is described in Ezra chapter four. We don't have time to go through all those details this morning, but what we want to focus on is what happens next and Nehemiah's uh, resulting prayer because verse 4 of Nehemiah 1 tells us so it was when I heard these words that I sat down and wept and mourned for many days and I was fasting and praying before the God of heaven and I don't know what your situation is this morning uh, or what you find what perhaps trouble or trials or issues you're dealing with or, you know, what things are, are concerning to you. But we certainly have uh, in the book of James, I just refer there briefly, uh, chapter one, it gives us guidance when we find ourselves in a situation, something like Nehemiah was in here in chapter one, as he heard this devastating report about the situation in Jerusalem. James tells us, my brethren, verse 2, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. And if you don't know quite what to do in the midst of it, he says, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him panic, right? Compromise, improvise, innovate. No, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him what? ask of God, and God will be generous to give. And that's what Nehemiah does here in Nehemiah chapter 1, beginning in verse 5. He pours out his heart in prayer to the Lord God. Uh, I'll just share it now so I don't forget it. The greatest outline of this whole chapter and the, the, this whole section is from another great now with the Lord, Dr. Warren Wiersbe, and I heard him speak about it in person. And uh, it's also in his commentary on Nehemiah. He, he succinctly describes what Nehemiah does here in this situation. 
he sat down and wept. And, and we've all been there, friends, haven't we? We've all had a time when we've needed to just sit down and weep. But then he knelt down and prayed. And then he stood up to work. Now, we're only going to get as far as the second point here in our short time. And in fact, I'm going to give you the assignment of going home and reading verses 5 through 11 and, and really meditating on them. And I and you know take an excellent study Bible or a commentary or a Bible encyclopedia even perhaps, and look through these verses. And what you will find is that Nehemiah must have practically memorized all of the Hebrew Bible that he had access to in his day, because his prayer is so saturated with God's word from the very text of scripture from obviously the old testament books that nehemiah that were written and that nehemiah had access to there in medo persia some 700 miles east of jerusalem in in shushan the winter capital where this chapter is set his his prayer tiny little fragments of, of verses drawn from all kinds of old testament passages that we, we won't be able to cover or certainly not turn to here in our short uh, devotional. But I would encourage you take pen and paper and look through his prayer and, and, and trace down all of those references. And you'll be amazed at how Nehemiah's prayer was taken directly from the scriptures. Over The overarching theme is drawn from a passage that I'm sure we're all familiar with. Second Chronicles seven fourteen, and we love to quote that verse and apply it in our day and to our beloved country here in America, especially if you're an American like I am. I know we have, may have people from all over the world this morning, but really that prayer was given uh, at Solomon's. Uh, at the, at the point where he dedicated the temple. And that prayer, the Lord appeared to Solomon and he gave him that passage, 2 Corinthians 7.14, and that promise when he said, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to prayer made in this place at the temple. And notice what Nehemiah prays in verse 5. I said, I pray, O Lord God of heaven, O great and awesome God, you who keep your covenant and mercy with those who love you and observe your commandments, please let your ear be attentive and your eyes open that you may hear the prayer of your servant, which I pray before you now day and night. He's praying according to Second. Chronicles 7:14 in that specific passage and he's praying in accord with the covenants that God gave to the chosen nation of Israel the Abrahamic covenant Genesis 12 the land covenant Deuteronomy 30 the Davidic covenant 2 Samuel 7 the new covenant Jeremiah 31 God's unconditional covenant promises to his chosen nation of Israel Nehemiah is praying for the theocratic nation of Israel in their 
time of captivity and in this time of distress, he's begging for God's mercy in accord with the covenant promises God has made Israel. And in accord with that promise God gave at the dedication of the temple of Solomon. And we're almost out of time. Let me just share with you just a couple of closing thoughts. And again, invite you to study further this amazing prayer. By the way, Nehemiah is also modeling his prayer after the blessings and cursings chapters. Leviticus uh, 26 and Deuteronomy 28. All these scriptures that saturated his mind. Also the great chapter 9 prayers. Daniel 9 and Ezra 9. Nehemiah is going to also add his own chapter 9 prayer. Nehemiah 9. In chapter 1 here, verse 5, we've already read it. He said, Lord God, you who keep, you who guard covenant and mercy with those who guard your commandments. Same Hebrew word. And that same Hebrew word is used in verse 7. We have acted very corruptly against you and have not kept or guarded your commandments. And then again in verse 9, he's asking God to remember and to bless the people of Israel. And he's reminding the Lord God of the promise, if you return to me and keep or guard my commandments. He's identifying himself with the people of his nation and praying for them in the spirit of all that he knew from the Holy Scriptures that he cherished, even in captivity. What an amazing man Nehemiah was. And what an amazing prayer he prayed. And it led to the most incredible life of service. Um, he went all the way back to Jerusalem, as you know, to rebuild the walls. He went not to be served, but to serve. What an incredible servant. It reminds us of our Lord Jesus, who came from an even farther country to go all the way to Jerusalem. Not to be served, but to serve. And by the way, let me close with this thought. Nehemiah's prayer in chapter 1 represents four months of praying that he invested from roughly our December to, to March or April of his time in, 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 on his clock in chapter 2 when he finally goes to stand before the king. What an amazing incentive for us to pray, thinking of how Nehemiah prayed with a burden for the people of God. I, I know I've tried to compress an awful lot here into a short time. I hope that it's uh, edified you and that it will challenge you to think further about these things. And Rick, I'm just so grateful for this opportunity and to address all of you here today. Thank you and God bless.